What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends, over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's not even get into the Cowboys right away because I got to shout out one of the most loyal listeners of primetime. I got to extend him a hug and I wish him a recovery from what we just witnessed moments ago. If you are into baseball, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Toxic Tom is a diehard Baltimore Oriole fan, and he's got Atlee Rutschman. Man, that was, <laughs> that was an experience, man. For those of you who are not tuning into the home run derby, Atlee Rutschman, a phenomenon. I, I love him and I hate him because he's, he's, he's awesome. He's a young, young player. Uh, <laughs> the guy goes out there, blasts 21 homers in the first three minutes of his turn as a left-handed hitter. And then he switches to the right side of the box in an amazing show of talent while all of us lost our freaking minds. And then he blasts every baseball thrown his way when he was batting as a righty. So he homers... 21 balls in three minutes. And then he goes on and adds seven more in just 30 seconds from the other side of the batting box. So obviously it was a very epic moment. In that same round, he was eliminated when Luis Robert Jr. just <laughs> started making things as easy as you can imagine. Like he, he got the same number of homers that... that uh, Rutschman did without the bonus time and he had earned even more bonus time than Rutschman anyways that was painful for Baltimore Orioles fans I just had to address that I would have hated myself if we didn't address that uh, but anyway man Toxic Tom just says pain Kellen Moore was pitching to Atley and then he adds the sad faces and he says Mo I demand a recount man you it, it wasn't close enough for, for it to demand a, a recount. I'm sorry, Toxic. Anyways, we'll move on. We'll move on from the baseball content. Do not worry. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Shout out to everyone who's joining the show right now. Shout out to Katharina. Shout out to John, Gregory. We've got Jay Money here as well. We've got Charlene. We've got Jameson Taylor as well. Shout out to all of you. Thank you for joining the show tonight. And let's get to it. Tonight's show, as you can see, we're going to talk about Tony Pollard and the fact that the Cowboys are running out of time to make a major decision regarding Pollard. And this kind of hit me on Sunday night uh, after last night's show, kind of opened up my calendar. I was ready to kind of organize my month of July. And then it hit me. July 17th, so we're talking a week from now, seven days from now, July 17th 
uh, it will be on Tuesday, is the deadline for NFL teams to reach a multi-year extension with their franchise tag players. So for the Cowboys, that means that if they don't reach an extension for July 7th, before July 17th with Tony Pollard, then Pollard is 100% playing under the tag for $10.09 million. And there is nothing they can do to change that before the 2024 offseason. So wanted to dive into that tonight because if there is a decision coming, it has to happen over the next seven, to eight, uh, seven days, right? As of right now, Pollard counts $10.09 million towards the salary cap. And this is important to understand. We'll get into why in a few moments here. But I guess that the opening question and the most important question of the show is, do you think that Tony Pollard plays with an extension or that he plays out this season under the franchise tag? Let me know in the chat. What is going to happen? Is Pollard playing under the tag or is there a contract extension coming his way over the next few days? Let me know in the chat what you think about that. While you do that, and before I give you my answer, though, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, we need to talk about their wide range of new and used vehicles which you can check out at their family-owned business, which has been so for over 65 years, by the way. You can check it out at their dealership in Irving, Texas, or you can browse through all of their new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. The website is awesome because you can go in there and you can check out pictures of every single one of these cars outside and inside, but you can also go through the features of every car and get your free quote there. You can do a ton of stuff Make sure you check out FreemanMazda.net. And as we do around this time here on the show, let's discuss the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week, which in this case, it is the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Select All-Wheel Drive. This one has Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a blind spot monitor. It's got rain-sensing wipers. And it's got a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are on the highway. And it starts at $30,545. You can check it out and much more over at FreemanMazda.net. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. What's going to happen with Tony Pollard? Let's see your votes here. Thank you, Toxic. Thank you. You know it's all love. You would do the same. You would do the same. Katharina says definitely with an extension. So Katharina thinks Pollard is getting extended. Jay Money says uh, he will play on the tag. Toxic Tom says without and it's the right choice. Do not extend Pollard. Charlin Evans says that it will be on the tag. Bruce got the toxic use. Says probably under the tag. Gregory the same. Lance also going with the tag. Hector says tag definitely, and I'm not going to lie. That's where I am leaning toward as well. Listen, there are plenty of reasons why you would expect Tony Pollard to play out the 2023 season under the franchise tag, and that is mostly 
the fact that it probably makes sense for both sides to wait things out a little bit. Looking at it from the Cowboys' point of view, there's just a lot of players that they need to pay this offseason and the next offseason. And I'm not even talking about the salary cap space right now because you could probably make that work anyways. But I'm talking about the Cowboys being concerned about breaking the bank for C.D. Lamb, who's going to be one of the highest paid wide receivers when the time comes, in my opinion. He is going to be up there. Trevon Diggs is also going to be up there. And I don't think that C.D. becomes a $30 million per year wide receiver, but I don't expect him to be below $25 million, which would make him one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league using annual average. Trevon Diggs could end up becoming the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Not because he's the best, but because of the way that the market is going for cornerbacks. I could see him breaking that mark. Michael Parsons in 2024, you know he's going to become one of the highest paid edge rushers in the league. If not, the, I, I would assume the highest. And you still have to worry about Dak Prescott still, about extending him. Because that's going to have to happen before the 2024 season. And that could even happen right now. So I don't think that the Cowboys are looking at their players and really sweating the Tony Pollard situation right now. Just because, you know, the position is not as valuable as other positions that the team has to take care of. Not even talking ill of Tony Pollard or anything like that. But even on top of that, you have the concerns about his injury and everything. And if you're looking at it from Tony Pollard's perspective, are you totally enticed about signing a deal right now with the way that the running back market looks like right now? Probably not. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders just signed. Where's my posted with Miles Sanders contract? Here he is. You, got, you guys know how I roll. Miles Sanders just signed a four-year million dollar, four-year $25.4 million contract, which averages six per year. And essentially, his $13 million guarantees make him unmovable for two years only. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. So I'm not, I, I think that if Tony Pollard was to agree to a long-term deal, he wouldn't really guarantee himself a whole lot more than what he has been guaranteed right now. Think about that. That's a four-year contract for Miles Sanders, who has had very productive seasons for the Eagles. And in those four years, he got $13 million guaranteed, which essentially means that the Panthers cannot let go of him in the first two years. Year three, he can be cut. He can be moved. No problem. The Panthers are not going to suffer from that. $13 million guaranteed versus the Cowboys, $10 million guaranteed for Tony Pollard in one year. So I'm not sure that you're looking at the, at the running back market right now, the same running back market in which Dalvin Cook was cut and he remains unsigned. Ezekiel Elliott remains unsigned. And, you know, say what you want about Ezekiel Elliott, but he probably is worth a, a short-term, obviously not as high-valued contract. But it's the way that the NFL market looks like right now for running backs. So I'm not sure that you are Tony Pollard 
and you're sitting there and you are very eager to put your name on a contract. Not to say, not, not, to, not to mention that he still is looking at his first ever opportunity to prove himself as the feature back. And if he goes out there and he gets over 200 carries, which would be a first in his NFL career, and goes out there and thrives as the running back number one of his team for the first time in his career, his stock might, might skyrocket before the before next year's offseason. So I don't think that both I don't think that any of these two sides is gonna be very eager to get a deadline in before next Tuesday. So I think that Tony Pollard will be playing under the franchise tag. Jerry Jones says it takes two to tango when he was discussing potential extensions. And I'm not sure that even one of the parties is going to want to tango. I'm not sure about that. Let's see some of your comments, though, right now, though. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo Sanders was overpaid. Feely made no attempt to sign him. Think about that. I think, to be fair, that a $6 million contract per year for Miles Sanders is pretty fair if you admit that NFL teams will still pay the running backs like if the argument behind that is that you know don't pay any running back that kind of money I agree but I I don't think that it was an outrageous contract for somebody that has produced as much as Sanders has now obviously the argument is that he did most of what he did behind the best offensive line in football and a great running game scheme because that's what the Eagles have and you got to respect it so talking from a broad point of view like attacking the running back position I will agree to the fact that even this might be overpaid for Miles Sanders but I don't think it was an outrageous number Jay Money says let's say that Saquon walks do you think that he gets 10 plus million in free agency as things stand right now in the NFL market I'm not sure that he does even Saquon Barkley Dalvin Cook and his situation might give us a little bit more and I don't think that he will walk by the way but I think I think yes my answer to that is going to be yes he does get 10 plus million in free agency but I'm not saying that it's right I'm not saying that it would be right or the team that does sign him to that deal will be happily ever after following that contract but I think that he does get those double digits Saquon does. I worry about Dalvin Cook, especially because of the stage of the offseason in which we are right now. Because you already stage in which NFL teams have already constructed their rosters. So the leverage is not the same there for Cook. But I don't think that Cook is going to get 10 million plus this year. I don't think that he is. I think he might end up being closer to 5 million than he ends up being closer to 10. Hey, shout out to Tommy915 and Mark Aaron. I appreciate your comments, guys. Thank you so much for your thoughts. We're doing better. Do not worry. We are doing better. What's going on? My phone started going off with the show. Anyways, uh, why would you sign Tony Pollard, though? That is a fair question. That is a fair question, and I wanted to address it. Would it be good or bad to extend Tony Pollard, I've given you my thoughts on each of the point of views here, but I will say that if you are the Cowboys, the incentive to extend 
Connie Pollard is the fact that you would lower your cap number for the 2023 season. Because right now, Pollard is going to count $10 million against the cap. And that's not flexible. That's not going to be movable because that's fully guaranteed money. That's a one-year contract. You cannot do anything to change that. Unless you get a three-year deal in there, maybe a four-year deal in there. Maybe you take Miles Sanders' contract and you bump up the guarantees just a little bit. Maybe you get it, you get it over $15 million guaranteed or something like that. But I, again... I'm not sure that this is a smart move for Pollard. Like, I don't know that if you offer that to Tony Pollard, I don't know why he would say yes. I would kind of struggle with that. Maybe because he would feel a little bit safer, especially coming off from an ankle injury. Maybe that would be the logic behind that. But that way you can spread out the cap hit over those four years, over those three years in a hypothetical extension. And you're in a better shape for 2023. Could they do it because of that? Yeah, that would be probably the reasoning behind extending Tony Pollard. But if I had to guess, I'm saying it won't happen. I think that Tony Pollard plays under the tag. And what I think is going to be even more interesting is what's going to happen beyond next year. Because I'm not sure that Tony Pollard... And, and the Cowboys negotiations are going to be kind of this thing in, in, in which they're just pushing it till next year. I think it's going to be closer to a Dalton Schultz situation in which they tagged him because that way they, they got a running back for next season. But I'm not sure what things look like after that because I wouldn't be entirely surprised if this is Pollard's last year in Dallas. And it will greatly depend that it's tricky. It's tricky because it, it isn't just about what the Cowboys think of Pollard and what Pollard thinks about the Cowboys. It's about what's going to happen with such a weird area of the NFL market in which teams are undervaluing running backs in a way that we, have not, we had not seen in, in years, right? Ever since those big extensions for, like even for Andrew Johnson, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott in 2019, Ever since those type of extensions, the market for running backs has been declining steadily. How much will it continue to decline, right? When are we going to see that floor? Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Keep in mind that the cap will presumably rise again. And Julio Rodriguez is at 14 homers with 135 in the clock. Damn. I love Julio. I bet on Julio. I'm not going to lie. Damn, he's good. If you guys are watching the Home Run Derby, you know what I'm talking about. I hope that you are. The Home Run Derby is fun. I like it. I think I enjoy it more than the All-Star game lately. Because the All-Star game now is just like a parade of, of laser arms. And that kind of gets boring after a while. That's just me, though. That's just me. Damn, Julio is so good. I cannot stop watching him. I'm sorry. Toxic Thompson that he turned it off because he's an Orioles fan and his heart was broken to pieces earlier today. Hey, I'm not going to blame you, Toxic. That was painful. 
Not gonna lie, when I was watching that, I was like, oh man, Toxic is gonna be unable to be toxic when the show starts. It's gonna be so fun. And I was gonna come here with the most positive vibes for you, Toxic, but but I had to make a little bit of fun. But yeah, I'm sorry about that. That 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 was not a cool sequence for Oriole stance. <laughs> Danny Dimes not worth 40 million, says John. Somebody said that Dak Prescott was overpaid. Oh, John says that Dak is overpaid. I don't think that John is overpaid. Uh, I don't think that Dak, excuse me, is overpaid. We've been over this conversation a few times, though. Man, the fact that the Cooks is still unsigned says a lot, says Jay. Yeah, man, Dalvin Cook being unsigned right now after four consecutive seasons with over 1,000 rushing yards and being a contributor in the passing game, it's crazy. Mm, Michael Parsons says, Lucas, Michael Parsons going to ball out this year. First DP next year. This year. Oh, I don't why did I say this year then next year? Says Lucas. Yeah, sorry, I got I got a little bit I got a little bit confused there. But if you're referring Lucas to the fact that can can Micah ball out now and get a paid next year because that will be his first year eligible for an extension. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think I think that Micah, man, he's gonna have another big time season. I don't think I think we all think that, obviously, but I don't think that the Cowboys, even the Cowboys, are gonna wanna wait on Micah. No, sir. No, sir. You gotta get that deal done quickly. You gotta figure that one out quickly. Anyways, after this whole contract conversation, I did want to have a just for fun segment. And Man, Trevon Diggs took a shot at Pro Football Focus earlier. Uh, earlier, no, it was it was it was actually over the weekend. Actually, this happened on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. But man, PFF, listen, I like PFF. I love Pro Football Focus. Not only that, I think that their advanced stats and their data research has been key to advance the way that we break down football and the way that we study the NFL. I pay a subscription to PFF. I'm a proud subscriber to them because I use their stats all the time. And I think that they put together some in-depth statistical research for those of us uh, who are nerds and want to get into the graphs and everything. They're great at what they do. But every once in a while, I don't know if it's because the social media team is out on a mission, they do some weird stuff. And on Sunday... They were up to some weird stuff because they put out a, a they put up a graphic in which they put Trevon Dix and Darius Lay and which it, it was a classic versus post. Which cornerback do you prefer, the Cowboys standout or the Eagles standout? Right. Let me show you the numbers that they used, though. Let me show you the numbers that they used. This is data since 2021. Sorry for the picture being a little bit too blurry. I had to magnify it. 14 interceptions for Trevon Dix to Darius's lace. Six interceptions. Julio Rodriguez, bad. 41 home. So are you kidding me? Anyways, 14 interceptions to six. You know, picks. Maybe 
not the most accurate way to evaluate a cornerback, but still a very valid stat to include there. If there is a major way that a cornerback can impact a game is by taking the ball away. And Trevon Diggs had that fantastic 11 interception season. So only fair to put interceptions in there. Forced incompletions as well. Hey, when the ball is thrown your way, if you force incompletions or not, fair statistic as well. Passer rating allowed personally. In my opinion, one of the most important ones that you could include here. And then PFF included open targets allowed. Open targets allowed. 93 for Trevon Diggs. 58 for Darius Slade. That is a 35 difference between the two of them. And it kind of sticks out for several reasons. First and foremost, it is the one that, you know, shows the bigger difference out of all of those stats. It is the biggest difference. It stands out because it sounds like Trevon Diggs allowed many of them. It's also at the end of the graphic. And it also stands out because many of us, including Trevon Diggs, kind of read that post and were like, what the heck? is an open target allowed. So much so that Trevon Diggs actually tweeted about it, and he was like, wait, what? What does open targets allowed mean? Is that even a thing? And this is where I want to shout out Professor O, Matt Owen from Pick 6 Sports. He's also a contributor for Cowboys Wire USA Today. And he noted on Twitter that open targets allowed is not even a stat that PFF will give you in their coverage premium stats. In their main product, in their subscription, they won't give you open targets allowed. It's not even a number that they track officially on their premium stats. So why are you including it? Like, it gets to a point in which I don't think that the... I don't think that the... Guys over at PFF are sitting in their meeting room and going, hey, listen, it is Sunday. We need to come up with a way to diminish what Trevon Diggs has done. Because some people think about that after he got so many bad grades in his first team all pro season back in 2021. And I kind of get why people think that because he did have those low grades. I'm not saying that I agree with the low grades. I'm just saying that maybe it wasn't because of an agenda thing against Trayvon Diggs. But when you, when you see a comparative post like this and you see them use open targets allowed when <laughs> I cannot confirm this, but just anecdotally, I had never seen PFF use that in a graphic ever. It's kind of like, are you trying to push this? Are, are you actually trying to push this? So I thought it was funny that Trevon Diggs responded to it. And he said, is that a thing? Is that even a thing? The stat is misleading, says Lance Bell. I'm not even, I, I don't even know if it's misleading because I really don't know what it is. I have never heard about it. Like, does it mean, is it a way to track average yards of separation or something like that? Because targets is, I don't know, like these targets only where the receiver is open. And if the quarterback targets the receiver and 
you are closed there, you're, you're, you're playing a closed window that doesn't count. What exactly is it? I don't know. I really don't know. It's kind of confusing the way that it's titled. I don't even, I don't even know if, if there has to be a target for it to qualify or if, or if it's just snaps in which the, the receiver errant separation or not. I, I really don't know. So I don't even know if it's misleading. But yeah, it is misleading the way that, that it's included in there. Jay Monty says, what does that even mean? I have not found an answer, man. I have not found an answer. Yeah. Yeah, man. 41 homers for, for Julio Rodriguez. That was insane. Absolutely insane. I've got it here on an, on an iPad just for me to not miss any of the derby. But anyways, Bruce says, Mo, it's just another stat that only applies to the Cowboys. <laughs> I really, I really want to see it in, other, in another post. I, I want to see it in another post. But anyways, I thought that it was fun for Trevon Diggs to take that shot at PFF, especially since it's a media outlet that, you know, Trevon Diggs and PFF, they have some history. They do. They have some history. And again, I'll tell you, I, I love PFF. I like what they do. But man, looking at these posts, I kind of understand why some people think that they do meet every single morning to see how are they going to piece off Cowboys fans or Trevon Diggs specifically. Going to be fun to watch Trevon Diggs this year. First season with a cornerback like Stephon Gilmore opposite of him. And we already saw him improve very much last year as a coverage player and as a tackler. So it's going to be fun to watch that. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. I hope that you enjoyed the rest of the night. I hope that you enjoyed the derby. I mean, I think that Julio has made it clear that he's going to win. And you can clip that and we can talk about it tomorrow night if he didn't. We know Atlee Rutschman's not going to win it. That's one of the few things that we do know. I'm just, I'm just messing with Toxic at this point. I'm sorry, Toxic. I love it. I love it. Hope that you enjoy it, though. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central, same time. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And also check out freemanmazda.net and their ride of the week. Thank you to everyone. Rex, I'm sorry I have to. <laughs> Rex says, don't go, Mo. Man, we, if, if we had ADC Sports Baseball, I could hop on there and just live react to the derby, and that would be fun. But I'm also going to watch it with some family. So hope that you guys enjoy your Monday night. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.